There she there is. There she is. Right, come on then. Let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I struggle with keeping up with content. I have a planner, but sometimes I get carried away with different tasks. How would you manage this? Um, it's priority management again, isn't it? Which you've got a webinar coming out on this this week. Um, it's already out. Oh, there you go. There you go. Talking about not being able to keep up with content. Um, so, yeah, I, from a priority perspective, like if it's content as in content as in what we're delivering, because this, there is a lot of it in the minute um, with what you guys are getting, um, I would just make sure that you factor into your week at specific times when you can kind of sit down and take the content in and apply it. And all of that, I would just, I would, I would just break it up. In fact, I would break it up into two areas. You consuming it and making notes, and you then applying it. So, if it is that type of content that you mean, I would prioritize that into an element of a week that's just fixed, and you value that as much as you value it. I say a personal training session, that level of self development. So you've got that there. Let's say I don't know, two till four on a Monday, and then two till four on a Wednesday. You then start to put that content into action within your business depending on what it is so i would just prioritize it and block it out as if it's like a paying client i think that's where a lot of pts go wrong with the on business side of things is you don't value the on business side the same you do the in business side of it and if you did you would probably be able to um, uh, take more in and prioritize it and kind of see it on a level playing field as as what that is because it is let's be real especially from a self-development perspective so that would be my advice nick anything you'd add to that Hey, that's fantastic. Right. I've got to go and find this sheet now. Where are we? Here we go. Next question. How do we approach people for doing something like a health check? So this is the great thing about health checks, in my opinion. Um, so if you think about the, the health check as a lead magnet, okay, because it can it can be and, and um, very much so. So I think, first of all, um, use it as a like big it up and use it with your immediate audience. So whether that is setting up time slots on Canonly and, and using that as a lead magnet for people on social media, doing the same thing with your mailing list, doing the same thing with, you know, doing a bit of a refer in reach referral with your current clients. If you've got anyone that wants to, that is concerned about things or wants to like kind of know where their starting point is, you know, friends and family, another great tool to use for that. Um, within the gym environment, honestly, like I would do it exactly the same as I would do from if I'm uh, building up to give away a competition where someone's a month with a coaching, like everybody within my class, um, it would be some way of gathering leads. So um, whether that's doing starting with a questionnaire, then leading that into positioning a health check as another touch point another option for them to come into find out where they're at again you could link that into your calendar so it's nice and fluid and professional um, on the gym floor setting yourself up in what areas of the gym is going to be really important like anywhere in and around the obviously the scales is going to be is going to be a no-brainer um, setting up a table getting up i mean i know pure gym did we did have health check banners or health MOT banners um, previously, but setting a little 
tabler all set out, um, little signage up. As people are coming to weigh themselves, you can spike, spark up a conversation with them. Um, I don't think walking up to someone on the gym floor and going, hey, would you like a health check? Is going to be a great way about it. Just the same way you would walk, the same situation where I would say it's not a great idea to walk up to someone and say, hey, do you want a free taste session? You know, it's a closed question. Um, more often than not, you're probably going to get no. So I would look at your current audience to recap that. In reach with your current clients, mailing list, social media, set up professionally with, through your Canley, and these can be done in 15, 20-minute blocks. Um, everybody, if you run classes in a private facility or a commercial facility, um, create some form of lead magnet leading onto that questionnaire works fantastically well um, and then filters them into their health check set and then setting up really specific areas of the in the gym ie in and around where people where the scale is in the gym um, and striking up conversations off the back of that that's what i would say but usually like having a health check Emmet slash health MOT, like little stand. It's the one thing that I think really, really helps. I'm not a big um, fan of just putting up banners and stuff, and you should be, and obviously you shouldn't just put it up and just leave it. But I think that's one thing that I've had direct experience. It has worked really, really well. But obviously, you've got to engage people and have conversations. So those are the variety of things I would say to do that. Anything else? No. Well, that's brilliant, isn't it? It's bloody brilliant. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure this is Andy Rose. Uh, one, you might not be. How can you put systems in place to successfully navigate this roller coaster journey of being a PT? One day you're buzzing because a client signed up or got incredible result, results. The next you're absolutely downtrodden because a client left you and didn't sign up. Trying to manage my expectations, but it's tough. Part one. I think, first of all, that's a great question um, because we've all been through it or are going through it. Um, I think we have to throw a level of acceptance on <clears throat> running a self-employed business is a bit of a roller coaster journey at times. Um, and whether you're in any industry, do you know what I mean? I've got mates who run their own bloody businesses in whether it's plasterers, electricians, like they all kind of go through the same. Um, so it's that up and down journey. I think because you're working with a volume of people and they're with you for a, a length of time, and I suppose the results then dictate your your mood or their mood and so on. That's a little bit more difficult than the average and then other industries and so on. Um, because we're with them for a period of time. So I think, first of all, throw a level of acceptance on this going to be a bit of a roller coaster journey, especially within your first, I would say, bloody hell, it depends on you, but I would say within the first three, four, five years, if I'm dead honest, um, until you gain a level of stability. Um, gaining the stability, I don't think systems is the right word. I think it's more so like, how can I create a level of stability that I'm happy at? That comes back to, and it's a really boring answer, but that comes back to what it is that you really want and need and making sure that now and again, just like the advice you would give a client, you reflect on that. So like um, we would advise a client if they 
they've forgotten how far they've come and have hit a bit of a brick wall or something's happened where they've not lost weight for a while. We would sit them down and probably every month we'll go back through goals and we'll reflect on how far they've come. I think that's important from a personal training perspective as well. I think when you do the monthly review within this, within the academy, like giving yourself time to go, actually, this is a roller coaster journey, but shit in hell, look at how far I've come from the last, I don't know how long. And I think sometimes just giving yourself five minutes to explore that at the end of every single month and go back through goals not only does that help you from a level of acceptance perspective but i think it supports you then with going right okay this is where i'm at like and we've talked about this before is it that i manage a maintenance phase from a business for example well you're not going to know all of that until you sit down and do a bit of your own monthly review and your own reflection so just to kind of summarize that accept it it's a roller coaster journey especially within the first few years um, and more so, I think it's how can you create stability and that comes off your goals, your wants and needs and being able to sit there every month and reflect and then make a bit of a plan will really help and support you with that. And also it keeps you focused on you and not anybody else. And I think that's dead important as well. Um, there's going to be times where some clients get results and some clients don't. You'll find the sweet spot of how you coach and how you effectively get the best out of you and get the best out of people. And that'll come with time as well. Um, but yeah, like you're always going to have waves of this probably throughout your career. And I actually think that sometimes that's, that's a good thing. Um, so that, yeah, anything you'd add to that? No, no, no. Part two, please can I have more tips on remaining neutral with my clients? How can I not, not get carried away if they do well at something? It's so hard. Thanks. Uh, I think, one thing that always stuck out in my head when I was trying to have this battle of staying neutral and all of that is we want to praise behaviours. Like, as coaches, right, it's so hard not to focus on the outcome because I think a lot of personal trainers think our job depends on the volume of results you get, but success comes in many, many different ways for different people. So I think just off the back of what you've just said there, I would focus on how can you praise behaviours because that's a massive part of our job as a coach. You want to praise behaviours um, instead of focusing just on the outcomes and instead of praising the outcome because then they'll become very outcome focused. So I would keep that in your mind. I would praise the behaviour and not just the, spe the specific outcome. And I don't think that takes you away from being neutral as a coach. Um, and then give from my side of things and i think i'm in a decent place to to kind of answer this question because i had battles with it for years like of my 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 natural coaching style is to want to tell is to want to advise is to want to suggest is to want to results focused and there's this an element of naturally I'll, I'll dictate so i've had massive battles with this over the years and i think my my best bit of advice is that what i've just give you and that we want to try and as as much as possible we want to try and ask as many questions as possible to help them reflect that that was always my thing it's, it's like soon as let's say for example a client was struggling with xyz or they were delivering some negativity or they had some levels of ambivalence or um they were rejecting kind of their, their plan or whatever it was it was right okay instead of me now going into trainer mode which was tell 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 how can I just now sit back and go, right, okay, think of this, take the, the I suppose, the, the feelings out of it and kind of hit them with, with facts and that the only way I'm going to do that for them to realise is to ask questions. So 
when that happens and you feel like you're drifting away from that kind of neutral line, it's like, right, bring myself back. What questions do I need to ask to help them be self-aware and start to self-reflect? And that always helped me um, in a big way. It didn't always go that way. At times then I just end up advising a little bit, but sometimes it's well-placed. Sometimes people do want that advice and do want them suggestions and do want telling, but you've just got to ask that permission first. Uh, in my opinion, from a coaching perspective, like, would you like me to give you some advice on that? Would you want me to ask, offer some suggestions? Um, that type of stuff really helps us to stay neutral. Um, but yeah, that'd be my advice. Anything you would say? No. Fucking hell. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Oh, I've lost the questions now, Nick. Um, what's your view on peeps with or claim 20 gym floor clients, 20 online clients plus group settings going on? Am I missing something as I'm not sure where the time would allow or is it a copy and paste generic shite? Great question. Probably the latter. <laughs> no. Um, okay, it's two parts to this. Is it possible? 100%. Absolutely. It, you, you grow due to demand and you find ways of systemizing things and clawing time back or, you know, okay, on the surface of it, you haven't got a clue what's going on inside the business, whether it is right, wrong, true, false, whether they've got another coach working for them, whether it's, you know, 20 online clients and the group is a literally an automated cookie cutter type of service. Um so, yes, it is possible, 100%. Um, would I bog myself down on that? No, I'd double down and focus on what you want from your business um, and really focus on that, really, really focus on that. Focus on your inputs, focus on what you can do to get your business to where you want it to be. Um, and, you know, obviously you're going you're gonna to compare yourself to other, other uh, businesses other competition, you're going to want to understand how that works. I think that's just naturally inquisitive. Uh, but on the same side of things, dip into those things and trying to understand, because obviously trying to understand it will hopefully bring out some areas where you, you can improve and bits and pieces like that. But I think double, triple, quadruple down on what you want from your business um, and how you want to run it. And I think that will, that is that is going to trump anything of what's going on in anyone else's business. So yes, it is possible, 100%. It is. Have they got a life? Don't know. Uh, have they, do they work every hour God sends? If maybe, do they have another? There's so many things that we don't know. But is it possible? Yeah. Is it shy? Don't know. Maybe. Anything to add? Um, um, in, uh, I'm just going to add that in a lot of cases, it's a bag of shite. It just is. When you're chasing numbers like that, and as long as that, then people are happy to take, to take themselves away from having that service that will never be individualised. It'll never be client-centered. And I'm up for a debate from anyone on that. You just handling 40, 50 people. Like we know for our group program here, like for example, where 
we know there's a limit on the volume that we can take to keep it feeling like, yes, it's a group program. So there's going to be a generic view on some things, but we have two or three calls a week where you can come on and you can ask questions that are specific to you. So you can take away and action them and apply them things. Now, unless they're doing that for the 40 people, I don't see how they can deliver a really kind of individual tailored, tailored service coaching experience. But that's my view. Is there any more questions? Because I can't no. see. No. Okay, cool. Yeah. Real. Any more questions in the group? I think it's a quiet one today, which is fine. Mm. Some busy as fuck. Some biggest wins we can shout out. I think some interesting ones. Converting two clients, three new clients. This is a great one. I've got five really unique conversations on the gym floor and collected contact details. That's mega. Setting up Canley or ready to go. Approach two people on that pull down, discuss correct form technique. Great work. And eight clients in two weeks for him as well. Yeah. Try to switch off from work for the week. <laughs> if you've got any tips on that, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my service has been really good. Really confident in the service I now have to deliver after automating things further and creating more tools for clients to use. Mega. Let's just look on. So we don't never really go through this. Not live on here, no. Sound. Cool. Short and sweet one. Any final thoughts, Nick? Um, final thoughts are all the guys in the academy. We have business review session at 7 p.m. on Thursday. So get your asses in gear and do your monthly review. Turn up to the session so we can uh, dig into it. And I was thinking, actually, we'd do a bit of a monthly review um, for ourselves and for next month to kick things off. Um, so, yeah, that Thursday, accountability and mentoring uh, at 8 o'clock on Thursday. Um, for guys on the group, it's all about prioritisation, time management, designing your ideal week, um, outsourcing. So this week is it's all it's helping you kind of frame everything and structure everything. Um what else got going on, Anthony? Um, that's it for now. They've got enough. Got enough. Got enough. All right, people. We'll uh, see you all soon. Cheers.